listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. I'm not Jen. Man, you know, I almost said I'm not Lauren. Well, just to mess if you, you up. did that one time, you might fucking mess me up. But you did not this time, so I'm still not Jen. Mm-hmm. And we're still your resident best friends, here to help you along your relationship journey. Think of us as your very own fun dating fairies, bringing joy to the process and sprinkling love dust all over the damn place because it takes a village to date and don't deny it. And we're your community. Mm-hmm. And we bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating. So help us in the podcast world by doing your part in rating and leaving comments about what you think. You can find us and leave those comments at It's Complicated Podcast. If you guys are having trouble getting our new episodes each week, unfortunately, you're going to have to unsubscribe and then resubscribe because iTunes is complicated, just like our show. And um, there's a little snafu. So just go ahead and do that but then you can rate and comment and tell a friend and you will get our latest shows sent right to you we're also on spotify now so you can find us there and share with your friends we have a loyal and growing audience and we love seeing you guys and following what uh, the growing audience is doing and wanting and we're going to give you some fabulous offers we have a giveaway coming up and it just helps keep the lights on here in our village in our dating village so do your job and be a part and contribute to the village or you're a bad member of the community and yeah, we'll vote you off the we're island. we're going to make you the village idiot. Off the idiot. PSA. PTA. The who? I said we're going to make you the village idiot. If you oh, to, that's yeah. good. I like that better gonna than I'm going to block PTA. your ass from Instagram. Bye. Goodbye. going to ghost you. Hello. <laughs> hello or the opposite goodbye. of hello. Yep. It's like aloha. It means goodbye and hello at the And same shalom time. also means. Shabbat shalom. No, not Shabbat. Yeah, Shabbat I Saturday. Like, I know, but Shabbat just sounds Just cute. shalom. Okay, fine. It means both things. Anywho, aloha. Guys. We're not funny, but we have a stand-up comedian here. <laughs> we do. She's also Thank a podcast God. host. She's here to save the day. Her name is Natasha Pearl Hansen, and she's going to be here to discuss all things monogamish, how to be a bad fiance, and what to do when you have a wedding venue, but no wedding. Yeah, I can feel like I don't have a venue, but there's no wedding. <laughs> Natasha Pearl Hansen began her comedy career a decade ago. No big whoop at Second City Chicago. I need to say no big whoop more. It's just so good. Bring it back. I'm bringing it back. Sick. I'm bringing no big whoop back. Trending. Um, and uh, OK, so she started over at Second City in Chicago. Over the course of a few years, she performed, wrote for and directed dozens of shows. That's hard shit to do over there, you guys. She found her love for stand up in 2010 and has not looked back performing in countless festivals as well as headlining and featuring all over the country with our guest Rachel who we had on last week and or a couple weeks ago and um, it's it's a small community I think that the podcast stand-up comedy LA starts to become a small community once you've been here for a while well, it's also convenient we're all cool we're all around the same yeah. age and like that and that's we all it. want to talk about dating and relationships and we like drinks and that so it's like a match made in marital heaven. Yeah. Is in that the a thing? In the world of heavenly life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guys, so as we mentioned, Natasha, you know, works in all aspects of comedy. She finally producing and directing her first comedy documentary in late 2015 while doing a comedy tour in the Caribbean. jeez. I mean, Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? I would have read that Caribbean. 
Okay, good. Me too. Yeah, same, same. Um, she's an actress and writer for n- a number of upcoming series, including the show Assistance, which she both produces and co-stars in. She's a regular author and contributor for Men's Health magazine, incorporating comedic photography with her essays. She, along with her other half, Justin Schwan, recently won the Photography Award for their comedic editorial work at the Taste Awards. So awesome. Totally, especially because it celebrates the highest achievement in food, fashion, home, and lifestyle programs on TV, in film, online, on radio, and live interactive events this year in San Fran. I mean, geez, it's like all of the platforms. Just winning. Yeah, it, life. Um, but not in marriage yet. Well, well not we'll yet, but, the, but it, on the surface it may seem like that, but yeah. Um, currently, much of Natasha's humor, both on stage and in her writing, focuses on her personal aspects in life, including her own failures, her family, and her engagement. I feel you. I feel you. Because you are engaged. Yes. But like, I oh, I just also, I think both of us do. It doesn't even matter if you're engaged or not engaged. Like, we like to lay it all out there on Natasha's So That Girl too. It's just like relatable and funny. So, I mean, we're not as funny as she is, but we try. So anyway. Um, <laughs> but before we get into everything, it's time for our nightcap. We are having red wine-ish. Yeah. Because just like having one foot out the door when you're in a relationship, this wine might be stomped with like one foot out of the barrel because it's cheap. Yay us. And potentially not actual wine, but who fucking cares about that? So when we go big-ish, we go home-ish. Cheers with this red wine-ish. Because, you know, it's monogamish red (laughs) wine-ish. Yeah. It's all the issues you could possibly bish. It's all of those issues. And it's delish. It's so not funny. We should really just stick with our day job. It's delish. This is, oh, okay. We're Whatever. Trying. Cheers Listen. to yeah. that. Cheers to that. She might be a bad fiance, but we think she's a badass all around. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank Natasha. you for having me. Oh my God, thank you for Listening being. to you guys talk and I'm like, you guys are so adorable and funny. Shut up. Oh, well, oh. I think that's like empathy votes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, in a casual setting, you're funnier than 90% of people. <gasps> take it. We'll take it. Right? Oh that means we're also winning. It means you have a chance. Listen, on <laughs> one of your recent podcasts, you said you're not allowed to like be a vote you can't be a judge of somebody unless you're like a professional in that field you were talking about Chrissy Teigen and being oh, like oh yeah yeah and yeah you are see she could be the judge if she says that we're in the 90th percentile of being funny then or of like the average like, funny <laughs> yeah she's like hold on wait that's not what I said the top of the bottom but you're like Basically. the judge you can be the judge because you're a professional in the funny world and you just said you that about what? us that's kind of true. I mean, yeah. I what, who would uh, who was I talking with on that? Was that Joey Via Gomez yes. on my podcast? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's kind of like an unsaid thing between comedians where we're like, if you're not an actual comic yeah. or a comedian, booker, or a in the know, world professionally, manager, make yeah. some money by way of comedy. Like just because you're cute and likable doesn't make you a comedy expert. No. And I do think Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen is very cute and likable. Yeah, she totally, and she's but funny, but she's not, totally. a, it's not to judge other stand-up comedians when like you don't have, you're not that it's yourself. It's a strange yeah. choice, but yeah. I understand she's like, you know, people like to watch yeah, her. She's yeah. an eyeball draw. So, I mean, whatever. And she, it's, yeah, I mean, she, that's it's not, funny. it ain't my show. So, no. Yeah, whatevs. So, you're obviously a fellow podcaster. What inspired you to start one? Oh, my gosh. Um, I had this passion project in my head forever um, called Beers with Old People. Mm. I really <laughs> wanted to start a podcast where I sat down and got drunk with old people and like got their entire life story on tape because I'm fascinated by people that actually have stories to tell. You know, a lot of people think that their lives are interesting and it's just not the case. Even when I was a young comic, 
I would put myself in like these fucked up. Can I say that? Yes, yeah. yeah. you can say whatever situations you want. just to have stuff to talk about. <laughs> You know, and yeah. then as you age, you're like, oh, I don't even need to do that anymore. That's yeah, just happening. Just up all yeah, the time. yeah. You know, and so like, you know, your perspective kind of shifts and imagine doubling the amount of time you've been alive. Mm-hmm. I find that so interesting. So interesting. And um, I was starting to try to get it off the ground maybe like two and a half years ago. And it turns out scheduling old people is really, really fucking hard. Well, like, they have naps. They have some sort of like appointment for <laughs> they physical therapy. They eat dinner at four and they go to bed at seven. And they don't understand they what stuff is. Like, you're like, yeah. do you want to come do my podcast? They're like, what? A radio What's... show? And like, yeah. I kind of talk about that in my stand up a little bit. Just trying to tell my grandma what a podcast is. Yeah. Um, so I, I have these series of thought books that I started writing when I was in high school. And I have like seven volumes of them. Whoa. Like, funny quotes stories it like situations amongst friends um all very nuanced or some are one-liners um and I've been collecting them forever I used to tell them it was like my inspiration to start stand-up I used okay. to like perform these at parties that's a great like thing to pull from I know I have them that the only thing I have in a fireproof safe in yeah. my life oh is my these. god shut up that's all amazing. my other documents can You're go like, to hell those things <laughs> like, can like, fucking burn yeah well, one day these will be like scrolls from the beginning I know. of time and I, like I think about that up. I'm like if somebody were to ever dig these up there's a guy named Will Self who wrote a book called the book of Dave and it's like literally about that like a dystopian future where some dude just hi- like buries his journal and people find it and they think it's the bible ah. and like it's just this crazy dude who drives a cab <laughs> So like their whole future is based on it's like Joseph Smith. I mean, just that's really amazing. Really interesting. So that was my thought was that I have all these books and and that you're going to become God. And I wanted to eventually, (laughs) I will eventually become God. Um, (laughs) um, I wanted to put them out in a book called future role model one day. Okay. Uh, Just talking about all the shit I used to do and how you can still be a role model despite the fact that you do a lot of non-role modely things you were gonna be the old person that was gonna be interviewing with the younger person drinking the beer yeah so great I named my podcast that and I started it and I get the backstories on people the good the bad the ugly and like what made them (laughs) bless bless you you. so sorry Um, what made them kind of get into comedy because of who they organically are as a person and I got to finally um so I wanted to do a spin-off section of beers with old people kind of esque episodes and I got to do that with my grandma on tour in Chicago last week. Yay. So she's, uh, I got a two-parter episode with my grandma. You're Amazing. like, this is a podcast. <laughs> well, grandma. does she actually yeah. know what it is or does she like not yeah. have any idea how it's released? Oh my God. No, she loves it. And I sent her the link um, today on Facebook so she could watch it on my mom's Facebook. And she Aww. was like, oh my God, I'm really good at this. <laughs> she is. I mean, when you've lived that long, yeah. you have real stories to tell. Yep. You are a good storyteller. Oh, does she remember the stories, though? Like, my mom 1, doesn't remember my childhood. How does your grandmother remember things? Oh my God, she remembers everything vividly. Oh. Wow. She's like crisp as day. My grandma remembered a lot of stuff, too, until the end. And then she didn't know. Yeah, that's So basically, why. it's just my mom who has no memory. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, and that's why I was like, I need to do this now. Yes. Because I know she won't be around forever, which is the most horrible thought ever. She's, like, literally my best friend. Right. But... You know, I was like, at least now I have, I have her in this. I have her as this character in one of my upcoming series that I'm going to be released. And she, like for the sizzle reel, she actually like Skyped in no. and played herself over and had an emotional breakdown. No. And then at the, like on purpose, that yeah. was the, what she was supposed <gasps> to do. 
And when the director yelled cut on my end, like she's calling from Wisconsin, right? She goes, how did I do? Oh, yeah. my God. She just knocks she's like a natural. She's like a natural performer. Maybe yeah, that's so where I've, you got it from. I've got like her on video, her on audio. I've got her life story, like You're, all these things that I'm like, okay. You're very good at documenting things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this you is a thing that you. Investigative reporter. I mean, maybe you are. <laughs> or well, a historian. I, speaking I of document- documentaries <laughs> and things like that and diaries and stuff like that. What is. Oh, so t- let's talk about. Okay. Your relationship status. You're engaged. Mm-hmm. How yeah. long have you been engaged for? Two and a half years. Okay. Which. <laughs> Which, listen, I'm on track with you. Uh, almost. Wait, um, how long have you well, been Well, it's almost been, I mean, not almost. It's Nine like, months? Yeah. But, I mean, you there's could've... no there's no wedding happening. Right. So, there's no, we haven't, yeah. don't have a plan. So, yep. like, before I know it, I'm going to be like, oh, we're engaged. Like, <laughs> still engaged. Um, what is Diary of a Bad Fiance? And, like, people who follow you also know that, like, you had this wedding venue and then you just stand up show there instead. So, we'll get into yeah. all that. But tell us at least about that, where oh that God. came from, too. Because there's so many projects you have, but this one's good. Yeah. Last night, me and my fiance had a long talk about just life stuff because, what happens when you become engaged, when you've been with somebody for a long time, I mean, you, you're, you, you're together, everything's great, you're comfortable, there's not any issues. And then once you have the idea that forever is going to happen with a person, things start to come out in both of you. It feels different. It started to come out in me first. Like I started questioning really everything. I was like, shit, do I want, you know, I have so many things I have to accomplish first. I don't really want to be a fraud walking down the aisle. And totally. by that, I mean, I don't want to pretend like this is a great button on a chapter of my life that isn't ready for a button yet. Right. You know, do you mean relationship wise or like professionally or professionally, personally? just personally, everything. I just, I felt well, like when I wanted to time out a wedding, I would want it to feel a little bit different um, just yeah. as far as what I've accomplished, where I'm at in life. And so, um, and me and my fiance talked openly about, so the fall of us getting engaged. So almost two years ago now, I actually met somebody. This is what spurred the diary of a bad fiance thing. Okay. Now this person was, it was the first time I'd ever felt like, holy shit whoa, am I with the wrong person? I met somebody that just was, there was a spark or a connection there. Okay. We started working together on some projects. He lived across the country and I ended up, ended up almost breaking me and my fiance up, not because I was going to leave my fiance, but my fiance, you know, he already knew that we were having this like too good of a friendship kind of thing. But like, you know, it almost... There, it's a very nuanced story, but um, it made me then question like, oh God, if there's somebody else that I had never known before who's sure. out there, sure. that that's a fair thought, cause this kind of reaction in me, in my soul. A- am I actually with my soulmate? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? And then you start going down this like, right, there's like, no end to any of the, like, yeah. You know what? I can't, I can't, I can't say I do until I know that that's not a thing. I mean, do we all have multiple soulmates out there? I'm sure. I think we There's do. So many fucking I think we could. people. Yeah. But well, and they say that a soulmate can come in many forms. Yeah. Like it could be a soul friend mate, or it could be like That's, a soul. Yeah. Like and you're feeling a mate. deep connection with somebody. You instantly go to this thing of like, is this supposed to be a romantic thing? Maybe it was. Right. Maybe it wasn't. But may- you don't know that. You're just feeling a deep connection, so you're attributing it to like this 
the societal myth of like a soul what a soulmate means yeah and so now you're like i so this must mean like i'm this version. and it's like no yeah. you can be like maybe i mean it depends on what you fucking believe in if you believe in a past life maybe you guys were fucking married in a past life or maybe you were brothers and sisters in a past or whatever or who knows, who knows child, what this connection you you're know. feeling but you yeah. instantly went like oh it spurred this thought which i think is good if you're like a type of person who questions things and i think that's good it's good it, to listen to yeah. your gut yeah and and allow questions to come up rather than bury them so for sure you know and we've been thankfully me and my fiance have known each other for so long we've been really open about it like it was essentially um yeah I mean I was like emotionally invested in a whole nother person sure. while I was engaged sure and then um and then you know and that caused us to re-question different things in our relationship we pushed the wedding once and then we reset the date to just give us some time and then by the second time it rolled around which was another year later um we were stuck in this contract and I was like I've got to get some shit off my chest I'm just going to shoot a comedy special in my wedding venue on my wedding day and um that's what I just had a meeting before this podcast about where it's going to come out but um, oh my god and what was that called again I was supposed to get married today yeah and okay, how did so your fiance? You didn't, you didn't get married that day. So mm-hmm. how does he feel about that? Like you guys are obviously still together. Your fiance. Yeah. He obviously gets it. Right. He so gets how does it. This work? Um, it's tough for him. I'm not gonna lie. Um, he's more of a reserved person personally, and I'm very open book. I have no problem airing my dirty laundry. Obviously, my podcast airs my dirty laundry and mm-hmm. other people's. Um. Sam comedy obviously yeah I mean you you're just always bearing your soul your relationships totally so it's that's a tough thing to sign up for as a guy who is more secretive not secretive that's not the right word he's just a little more private private yeah and um so there's pieces that I wanted to respect so in the special I very you know I try to I try to really talk about things from my point of view instead of like I'm not dogging him at right. all. Um, so Diary of a Bad Fiance, which is um, going to be my one woman show next year, I think in Edinburgh. <gasps> cool. Yeah. That's a fun I, how city. do you pick that? Um, <laughs> I ended up, long story short, before me and Rachel went to Europe, I met the right person and um, they can't get the idea out of their head. And so I think we're going to be working together to put it on. Wow. Um, I want it to be a, wanted it to be a one woman show to kick you know to kickstart it. But I also have it like written out like diary form Ooh. and I start start turning that into like episodes of a season. Okay. So there's kind of a long drawn out um idea behind that, but when you are going through these questions in your relationship, instead of journaling as myself, I was journaling as this character um of things that I would think about doing, not necessarily act out on, mm-hmm. but things that I wanted to do. Did you feel like that allowed you to be a little more free and honest with these thoughts instead of pushing them down and judging yourself? Yep. Yeah. And then it also allowed me to get them out without acting them out. Of course. <laughs> well, sometimes that's all that needs to happen, though. Like if someone thinks you, you have a thought and you become curious about something. And a lot of people think like, I got to get this energy out. So I do it. But it, it's not always coming out in the form of an action. You can and write you it down and you have to release it in some way. Like how sometimes they say to like write something down and burn, then burn it, it and then set yeah. it out into the like the air. Yeah. It's like a release. So for you, that's creatively a release. Now. Yeah. But like, how yeah. does he feel it? Like you're doing all these creative 
projects with your I relationship. Know. No, we t- we talked about that the other night as well. I was going to bed and I told him about the Edinburgh thing and he was like, I could tell he was bothered by it. And I said, listen, this is a character created by this. You know how complicated this process has been mm-hmm. for us. There is going to be a time for you as an actor to use these feelings in your own way. I have to tell this story from a woman's perspective because a lot of times the women's perspective is to bash the man or the woman thinks the men are cheating or the woman cheats or she's the victim or something. Or the yeah. Victim. Yeah. And instead there's, there's more pieces to the puzzle than that. Yes. Relationships are very layered. Yep. And, um, to talk about it from this idea of a character of myself, this like angsty version of myself that doesn't really exist, um, is, has been really fun. Cause it's I like, bet. you, you know, it's separate like, yourself from it. Yeah. It's, you know, and then I'm allowed to, do, as this character do and say these things on paper that I wouldn't be able to morally do myself. Oh, for sure. And it allows me to live out these fantasies. Like how bad is this bad fiance? Um, I kind of base it on the fact that me as a person in real life, I have many people in my life who've kind of become these staple reoccurring characters. A lot of them are men. I have a lot of really wonderful men in my life. A lot of them are in relationships now or have kids or whatever, but like they all play these different roles. And when I travel and I tour and I meet up with them, I think, what if I had ended up in, the, in with this person? Or what if I... And I'm not actually thinking about that. I wouldn't have wanted to end up where they are, but it's fun to like, to like imagine what that to would be think like about yeah. having these characters in my life now in this place in my life. So I kind of use a lot of these actual relationships I have with people as these characters um, inspired by yeah. real life it's gonna be cool. I could see how that would get like I mean you're so open when you're in all of your professional podcasts or stand up or even your writing or whatever and it's like blurring the lines so like For sure. and and you're also you seem like a, a type of very self-reflective inquisitive person so now not only are you like blending these two things together but they're and they're so convoluted but now it's like you're almost like what's real not like you what's don't real, know but what's, what's real and what's not and it's kind of fun to leave it like that I kind of you know, like it's that kind of fun to have people people always question even when you get off stage as a comic what What's was this true? Yeah. Was this yeah. as a comedian? I play myself, so that piece of my life is excessively true. So the only part I get to live out these other areas of my life that aren't real is when I get to write things like that. That's where you're really so, being. Yeah, your stand up. We've seen you yeah. stand up. Your stand up is very just like. I'm me and I'm talking and you know, but <laughs> a lot of stand up happen. Well, this and, is how I feel yeah, about it. And like and. Now, you wouldn't have to know you personally to know, like, there's a style there. Like, you're not super physical. Yep. You're not, like, uh, you don't imp- you don't make impersonate. You're not an impersonator. You don't do weird voices. Or for the most part, you may have, but it's not no, like your thing. Nope. Some people do that for a thing. Like, you're just like, I'm here. I'm telling a story. Right. I'm, I'm saying it in a funny way. So you get, for the most part, like, this is probably very raw. Yeah, and I also, um, one thing that I feel makes me a little bit different than other, you know, female comics, um, not to put us in categories cause I don't want to, you know, perpetuate that whole thing, but I'm really not an Uber feminist. I don't look at my 
and by that, I mean, in the kind of way where young kids are looking at it now, where like mm-hmm. everything's woman or nothing, you yeah. know, it's like, which is like, it's the it's opposite of, yeah, it's not, like, that's not what feminism is supposed to be, no. but I think that's what people have mistaken it for. Sure. Um, so I just, I have equally as many girlfriends as I have guy friends. I have equal amounts of respect for men as I do women in different areas of my life and which is how it should be I think yeah and so I don't nothing I say is from like a women need to do this perspective or a fuck men perspective Well, yeah, because a lot of people use that platform to then bash within that and it's like that now you're just doing that now you just just flipped it around yourself and you just seem angry versus the other side of the coin which is actually like the point you might be making it's like yeah laced with anger and negativity okay but so you touched on that there was this other potential real connection let's go with yeah. connection mm-hmm. so you have something called monogamish yeah as a concept and explain that to us yeah, and what the hell monogamish yeah. is so yeah, monogamish be it? is another yeah. series um that i'm working on we started shooting pieces of it um me and another comic um also inspired by oh well, the thought of if I have if I have this person who's my stable, my rock, and I have this person who satiates me in this way, and this person I know in this way, maybe we're all a little bit monogamish. Like it's maybe a team we of all, people. It's kind of a te- it takes yeah. a, takes a, a village. It takes, <laughs> a village. <laughs> it takes a village, and so I um, mean it's kind of like a good recipe if you think about it. It really is. I mean, nobody's everything ever. Like, no one just yeah. eats chicken. You eat chicken with some spices, with a side of something. You know, yeah. like, your you don't just eat a chicken. Sauce. Your group of friends is like that, too. It's like, I call Jen when I need her to be like, listen, this is the real deal. I call, like, <laughs> yeah. this friend when I need them to be like, it's going to be okay. Like, yep. you know, they're like, everyone, everyone is one. You can't be all the things. So if you think right. about it, like, and you want to diversify your life portfolio correctly, like this person's good at sex. This person's good at like making me f- feel like I'm safe or whatever. Right. I know. I mean, in a perfect, perfect world, we could all have that. But the human tendencies make that too complicated. Sure. Jealousy. STDs. Those are pretty much the big <laughs> Definitely two. Definitely STDs make that complicated. <laughs> like you sure can't do. just do all the things that your mind tells you to do. So again, this was another way to outlet like, what if, you know, um, in this, in the, this series, um, a couple that's been together for a long time decide to open their relationship up. So you see the struggles they go through trying to date other people and still live together and still technically be in, in a relationship as each other's main people. Um, that's a cute idea because there's so many awkward things that could come from that. Yep. And it also gets out that idea. So it's like, you know, these two different sides of the spectrum where I'm like, oh, I, you know, if this were my life or if this were my life, instead, my life is this in the middle. And that's what I'm dealing with in my stand up. But over here are these series, these other things. <laughs> Do you guys think you're going to just end up being like Kurt and Goldie? What? Like never get like married? never get yeah. married. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if I were to respect him, we had a great talk last night. It was so nice. We just sat across the table, had dinner and like talked about what our options are. And if we were to not be together, what that would look like. And if we could potentially at all still be friends and be in each other's lives in some way. Um, you know, if we want kids, do you know, we, the reality of life is whether you feel like you're aging on the inside at all, like time is a factor. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. And 
But here's the tough thing. You know, I look at it, like I said, I'm so close with my grandma and this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to come out of my body, but I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> Drink some wine and get it out. Um, my grandma and I have had so many heart to hearts and she, after being in a terrible relationship, which is not my situation, my relationship is amazing. She was in a terrible relationship for 10 years that she stayed in because they had kids and then after going through all these ups and downs, which if you listen to the, um, the interview I had with her, her life is insane. She should really hate everybody, but she doesn't at all. She found the love of her life, and they had 30-something years together. And a couple years ago, he was young and just, like, died in his sleep one night Aww. out of nowhere. And she's always like, how? How do I finally find the one person that I really love? We have the perfect life together. And I thought we'd grow old together and we just didn't get to. And the reality of the situation is we don't know when our time is done. Yeah. <laughs> so by that, I mean, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a positive way, like you should listen to everything that you feel and really suss it out because we all think and feel a lot of the same shit. And we feel like we can't say it because we're going to get judged society, or someone's going to. Yeah. But it's like. It could all end. And then like, what were you waiting for tomorrow? What were you waiting for? You know, or like say, you know, say you do settle and then things all go to shit. You know, who knows? But like you have to pay attention to yourself and have open conversations with people you love about everything. Because we just we don't have any idea how things are going to go down. Yeah. That's true. So we may as well enjoy the time we have while we've got it. Yeah. And be as open and honest about your thoughts and your wants and your needs as you possibly can without placing any judgment on you or being in a relationship where you feel like you're being judged because that, that whole, I mean, you don't, you can't get to the like safe, comfortable moments unless you're really like kind of laying it all out there and it's okay yeah. to be in a relationship and say what does it look like if we're not together that doesn't mean that you're not going to be together like it makes you wonder you just, like yeah. if you know the grass is always greener I mean and sometimes you spend time with somebody in a certain situation like was happening with me you know it's not living at home yeah. seeing people's day-to-day activities it's not like the full picture sure. it's just it's like a slice picture. of life and that feels so like wonderful because it's only wonderful then yeah but you don't have the day-to-day yeah um but i like you think about it and it's like people sometimes stay together because like you said your grandma stayed together with her person because of kids and like people also don't want to hurt each other's feelings or they also don't want to see what it looks like to be alone. Or they're financially stuck or they're locationally stuck. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's so many reasons. And also like people also say like, well, you know, I could stick it out another couple of years. And then like when the kids go to college, I'll get, I'll get divorced and then I'll start my life over. Like you might not make it that long. Yeah. Right. So like, I know. And why wait? (laughs) And And whose feelings are you saving? You're literally hurting yourself and other people around you, most likely, because you're resonating externally. Uh, Yeah. Yep. And so, I mean, and that's where people become like, you know, angry in traffic and it affects everybody. Everything's a domino effect. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's so many people that are just in situations that they don't want to be in, which sucks. It's like we can control that. So, I mean, just the opportunity, the idea that we have these outlets and these abilities to kind of take some time and think about what we actually want is nice. I yeah. mean, you know, thankfully I'm not in an arranged marriage and I'm not, you know, I have the choice. So fuck it. I'll be engaged for five years if I need to, yeah. to make sure I'm not doing the wrong thing. And does he want to get married? Is getting married very important to him? And you're just like a flying, you're just like, I'm 
could be fine either way or what's the, yeah, I think it's important to me too. I think it just has to feel right. I mean, do I feel like I need to get married? Not necessarily. I never really did yeah. in my life. I never, Makes sense. um, I also don't know if I want kids all the time. Sometimes I think, okay, I could have like one and it sounds like I just want like a pet. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe or like a really like, beautiful orchid. Like one just like to, you know, one is totable, but like two, ugh, that's yeah. too much. I mean, kids know? are like everything. They're great. And they're also like a hard and annoying and not like oh daycare. Yeah. I mean, and, and something about who I am as a person brings out all these other honest moments in people that don't say shit otherwise. Like when I'm home in Wisconsin, for example, my cousin who has two kids now, um, will tell me shit that she definitely doesn't say to anybody else. <gasps> like about just like how annoying her, her kids are. are. Yeah. And just like, like comments, yeah. like I'm people's relief for that kind of stuff. You're like I'm a confessional, that. not going to judge anybody. Yeah. And so, um, so people tell me everything, the shit that I hear about relationships and about kids. I know everything like about what's everybody. something super surprising that you've heard from someone where you're just like, what in the fuck? Like what comes to your mind that like you felt like someone was really being free and then you're just like, dude, I did not expect that. Um, th- well, some, some, a friend that has, a friend that has kids was literally like my seven year old son. I love him to death. He is a clone of my husband. I could live in space with him for eternity and be so happy. Oh, wow. That's love. But my daughter, I could do without. (laughs) And I died laughing. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, not everybody's going to love all their kids equally. Listen, I mean, you still they develop love. personalities. <laughs> like, how could you? You it's, can't control that. Yeah. Like, and I think it's okay to say things out loud like you often practice. Like, my fiance sometimes will be like, dude, fucking kids are annoying. Like, you know, but I know he loves his daughter. He's a daughter from a previous relationship. But yeah. like, and it's okay to say that doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It's okay to sit across the table from f- your fiance and say, what does it look like if we're not together? It doesn't mean you're breaking up. It's okay to have these, oh, what does it look like I'm with if, if I'm with this person? It doesn't mean A, B, or C. They're just yeah. fleeting thoughts. It's okay. And it's real. You all know yep. if anybody has kids, I've worked with kids before. I have like a stepdaughter basically. Like, it's okay to be like, that's really fucking annoying. It doesn't mean I don't love you. Like we all get annoyed with each other or I, whatever. Well, you know? and I think we all need to just be more honest. Yes. Like it's just, it's just, that's something that I'm really trying to fight for is like, it's okay. Just say the thing. Like, what are we all trying to cover up? Yeah. Or you, you waste know? a lot of time not saying not the thing. Saying it. Because then it comes out and that's when people like boil up and explode yep. or lash out or have midlife crises because they never live their actual life. Yeah. And you're like, hello, all you had to do was say like, Ding, ding. This doesn't yeah. work for and me. And why is it so even we're talking about relationships, but that's deeper. Like, why do you think it's so hard to be honest in the like developmental stages of a relationship or just dating? Like, why do people are like, oh, I want to put this on my profile, but I shouldn't. I want to text him back right now, but I shouldn't. I want to sleep with him, but I'll no be a slut. Shit. Like, why is that so why is it so prevalent then in the beginning when like you don't even give a fuck? You don't even know the person you're trying to put your best foot forward. That's why I you mean, think. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I even had to remind myself when I was in that like fling stage was like, oh, this person's only seeing the cool shit that I'm doing, not like paychecks and like bank, you know, like 
debt, you know, like, sort of struggling. Don't know, <laughs> yeah. know that shit, you know, and it's of course yeah. everybody seems like this bright, shiny ray of something when like you, they're on The Bachelor or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, my fiance has been through the 14, you know, he's known me through almost 14 years um, through like the the times where I was a struggling comic and had like zero dollars, you yeah. know, and he still likes me enough to want to sleep next to me at yeah, night. That's sweet. You know, there's something there to be admired. Of course. So at the end of the day, but it was so cool to be able to sit across from him last night and eat some like mediocre chicken <laughs> and be like, Hey, remember that time two years ago when I was like hanging out with this dude and like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but here was my track record and you know, I need to still think about like what we're doing. And we had like a really cool, honest conversation. And then we went and got Froyo and we watched an episode of the the boys and then we went to sleep, you know, that's like, so great, you know, and to me, I'm like, well, it's very that's, real. That's life. That's a, that's like a, a, a show we would watch nowadays, you know, like this couple having these like really drastic moments in one evening. And that's somebody that you can actually look at and be like, damn, that is somebody I could spend the rest of my life with. You I know? love and that. So you ha- it's good to have those questions over a number of years because then it makes you reflect back on the situation you're in. Why are both of you there? Yeah. Self-reflection you know? in, in a relationship is so, in life, I think is so important. But in a relationship to constantly maintain and check in with that is really important. So before we go and get all of your information and all of your projects again and where everyone can find you you've been in a relationship for 14 years it has been you've been engaged for we've a while we've been together for eight we were oh. just sleeping together for many of those oh years. well so whatever it <laughs> I went mean, through a lot stages. of years to sleep with the same person and you're not even married i know yeah. you're basically married what right? is you just said honesty is important and that's probably the answer but is there one other piece of advice or something you think I actually wouldn't say honesty in, in its okay. full. Okay. I would say, um, I would say, the kindest version of honesty. If you say exactly what you're thinking, chances are everybody will kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's offended somewhere. You have to find a way to cushion it, and yeah. then use, like I said, other other forms to let out the other things. Because if I think that's smart. If I was fully honest. If anybody's fully, fully honest with what they're thinking and feeling, I mean, I don't. It's think a little impulsive. Is. It's a little it's impulsive. impulsive. Yeah, I think you got to like take a deep breath. That comes up. If yeah. you want to have a, a productive conversation, you have to ease into it. Yes, of and, course. Like there's something. There's something to be said about nuanced honesty. Honesty. <laughs> we always say this on the show. We hate when people go like, well, that was really bitchy. Well, I'm just being honest. No, fuck you. You can say, you it, can say it nicely. Right. Think, yeah. uh, don't be stupid. Like you you're basically just being lazy and stupid. And also, like, you yeah. know the person you're with. So yeah. what are their buttons? Don't push, don't, push the, don't, don't push the buttons. Well, it depends on don't, your goals. If you yeah. want to like achieve a desired result <laughs> and get to a place where you have progress, don't push their buttons. If yes. you're just an asshole... I guess push the, push the button. Then do it. Or if you're trying to get somebody to break okay. up with you, maybe push them a lot. Yeah, but and, I like that. And the other thing is, you know, d- like I said, you know, just listen, listen to yourself. I know that the things that make me super, super happy in life are adventurousness in all forms of the word. And if I don't have that, I question everything. And if I find that, then I'm instantly gravitated towards that new thing. So as a person, I know that that's a soft point for me and I have to watch out for 
thinking somebody might be more attractive than they are just because there's a quality like that in them. Mm-hmm. So you need to be a real, really self-aware of what when to indulge in that and when not to. What qualities really call out your name. And if they do, don't be too like blinded by those little shiny objects because yeah. they're not there's a lot of other things hiding well again it's there. like don't be so impulsive like yeah. think about things think about things before you say them your your advice yeah. is like be as honest as you can in in a kind way think about not impulsively and do what you love and what you desire just don't be impulsive I mean we're all old enough to like take a deep breath and like think things through yeah yeah do the creative thing and the smart thing. Don't do the rash thing. And don't and then yeah. don't blame it on the, well, I'm this quality. Well, go, you can go fuck yourself because you're also like a billion other qualities. So right. like, don't do that. Yeah. I don't like I mean, it's just, that. you know, it's easier said than done for people to be like, well, this is just how I say things. It's yeah. like, well, also have tact. You know, yeah. We're right. adults. Like you don't have to commit to that forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we were that trying was to avoid cute when you were in high school. We've moved on. <laughs> like labels are not permanent. You can take yeah. them off. Right. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for your lovely advice and all of your I mean gosh I'm like monogamous is like a real thing I think I know I feel like Agree. people should and also like the fact that you like were supposed to be married like can't wait to watch what happens there yeah and if people want to follow all of these different projects creative that you have. journeys and things where can they find you and what can they look forward to um okay so I I pretty much post about everything on Instagram it's the best way NPH comedy um or you're like website. Neil Patrick Harris basically, basically. Yep. but not female Neil Patrick Harris um nphcomedy.com is my website and there's like a tab for diary of the bad of a bad fiance there's a tab for my podcast there's a tab for everything. and your stand-up shows and things so yeah, and your next yeah, one's my, in Vegas correct yeah, yeah. My, my show is debuting well I don't know when this is going to be coming out but my show is debuting uh, in a couple days in Vegas it'll be every Monday oh great and it's future role models live so I'll be featuring um different comics I'll fly in from LA New York Chicago that have been on my podcast and then local Vegas comics. And then I'll be coming out once, two, three times a month and headlining myself or featuring myself, depending on who I have headlining. Um, so I'm, yeah. So that kicks off. Um, the date is September 16th. And then after that, it's weekly. Weekly. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So it's kind of a big deal because once you go (laughs) to Vegas, you're basically share. I mean, yeah. I wish that was the case. It's not quite a $5 million a day endeavor. No, yeah, but that's soon. Soon enough. It's happening right now in front of us. Costume changes, but soon. But soon. (laughs) I think it's very, very close in your future. So you guys follow (laughs) Natasha at NPH Comedy. And don't forget to tune in next week to our show for more dating and relationship stuff. And join the class of master daters and follow us on the social meets at Complicated Show. Rate and comment. Tell a friend unsubscribe and then resubscribe on iTunes and then also go to Spotify because we're there now too and you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter Facebook Instagram all the things all the things and you can find me at Jennifer Golden that's Jennifer with one N and Golden not silver <laughs> Just in case. to be clear <laughs> to be clear people are like is it Golden I-N I'm like no what? one is Golden I-N come on and if they are that sucks that person's the same person that says sorry I'm just being honest if you oh, think I'm a bitch perfect. that person anyway guys yeah. all right. follow me on all the socials and we'll be back next week love you long time You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 